Church, can you hear it and can you feel it tonight? You know, this time every single year when I was younger, I remember Christmas Eve and it was a time of excitement, a time of nervousness because I always wondered, was I good enough, if you know what I mean? But you know, there's a buzz in the air on an evening like this. Maybe you can feel it tonight. And as the song says, in the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. And church, it's in everything here tonight. See, this is a time of year. It's a night specifically where nostalgia it runs deep. Because Christmas, for sure, is a very special time. But during this time of year, it's very easy to forget what is important. Why we gather to celebrate what we're here to do. You know, the true meaning of Christmas, it's not found in the wrappings, but it's in the gift. In Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 15, it says on the screen, it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you Good news, it will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you, and you will find a baby wrapped in claws, lying in a manger. In church, that's what Christmas truly is all about. It's about the gift. Not the ones under the tree, not the ones that you buy at Walmart. It's about the gift. It's about God with us. It's about God coming to us, and Christmas Eve is a time when that, that membrane between heaven and earth, and during this time, it's so thin that you can almost see through it. Tonight is the night, and on this one night, God chose to come to us in the human flesh. Tonight, church, we celebrate the fact that heaven came down, the fact that God gave us a gift. I want you to think for a moment a, a gift that you received at one time in your life that, that it changed things for you. You know, it, it might have been a specific toy you wanted when you were a kid and it just impacted you mightily. It might have been something special. Maybe even it, it's that child. I remember specific gifts in my life that truly, truly changed my life. It doesn't necessarily have to be a gift that happens at Christmas time, but a gift that changed your world, it rocked your world. I'm talking about, church, the, the moments, the moments that, that, that changed in your life, then it would never be the same. The gift that we celebrate tonight, Jesus Christ, when he came to this earth, church, it was never the same after that. It was a gift that impacted us in a mighty way. You know, in Luke chapter 2, verses 16 through 20, it goes on to, to tell us this. It'll be on the screen there, I believe. I left my Bible in my office, I'm sorry. If somebody wants to go grab it, that'd be awesome for me. <laughs> there, Kim's getting it for me, it's good. But I want you again, church, to think about that gift for a moment. I'm going to recoup here. That, that gift that truly changed your life. 
You know, for me specifically, it was, it was that gift of children. You know, when, when, when you're young and before you're married, you, you're doing your life. And then as soon as you get that child, there's that excitement, there's that anticipation, you know, that nine months you're waiting for it, and, and you dream, don't you? You dream about that child, what that child's going to look like. I recently saw a sonogram this week that they, they give out now, and it's a lot different than the one that I received from my kids. It's kind of fuzzy. You had to squint at it and, and look at it real close and say, yeah, I think I see something there. But you dream about what that child's going to look like. You dream about what that's going to be. And tonight, church, I want you to think about that gift. What is it that changed your life? I'd like to go back to Luke chapter 2, if you will, with me. Verse 16, it says this. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning about what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. Mary was told this is, here's what's going to happen, right? She was told months before that. And the Bible says that she pondered them in her heart. And it says the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Church, Jesus, the gift that changed everything, had arrived, and tonight that's what we celebrate. And those who knew, those who understood what this truly meant, the Bible says they were filled with excitement, and the angel said to them, they said, do not be afraid. Tonight, some of us, were sitting here in church. We're here. And maybe we are afraid. We're afraid of maybe the uncertain times that we live in. We're, we're, we're afraid of maybe a certain struggle that, that we're going through. You know, maybe the world seems dark. It seems strange. And, and we're left not knowing what to expect. But Christmas is a time of year that many of us, we, we make extra effort to find real meaning, don't we? You know, to find real joy, to find peace in our lives. And, and I had somebody tell me back in November when they started playing Christmas music way before Thanksgiving, they said they, they, they were going to start listening now because they wanted to get that feeling. They wanted to get that Christmas spirit, as the world likes to call it. But, you know, church... Christmas is that time of year where we make that extra effort. We try to focus on those things because we want to find joy and real peace in our lives. And so consciously or even maybe subconsciously, we're trying to get a glimpse of God. We're trying to see him. And many people make that effort to look into the heart of God. Imagine the world when Jesus was born. Think about that for a minute. Imagine what Mary saw. The Bible tells us that as they were traveling, they were heading for the census, right? So, so Mary, right, the, the world was busy. People were traveling from, from, to their hometown to register for that census. And, and Mary and Joseph were, were these people 
They were people who were traveling and they were running to get it done. They were scurrying along because they had to make things happen before they could get back to their normal lives. And the Bible says that Mary and Joseph found no room at the inn. Mary gave birth to a son, lays him in a manger. And here's what's wild, church. But most of the people didn't even notice. They didn't even notice. Most people made themselves busy, so busy that they missed it. And I'm talking about the presence of God. See, it isn't that most people are not interested in God. That's not it. But most people are so caught up in their busyness that they end up ignoring God. See, the world hasn't changed much in this regard. There's still the hustle and bustle, right? We're busy. We're scurrying here, there. We want to make Christmas be the most exciting time. And, and for those you have kids, you know, there's, oh, I want to make sure that they're taken care of. I want to make sure they have what they want. And I want to make sure that everybody is happy and, and it's going to be a joyous time. There's that hustle and bustle and you get busy. But sometimes, church, in all that busyness, what happens is we actually miss the heart of God. We miss him. He's there. But we don't see him. We don't recognize him. And we miss it. You know, during Christmas time, we love the lights, don't we? We, we enjoy the lights. And, and, and my wife told me when we were getting ready, I was delaying putting up our Christmas lights. She says, I really want to get them up. They actually make me happy. I'm like, let's get them up right now. <laughs> but seriously, it, it does do something to us, doesn't it? But what happens is every single day, maybe we'll drive past them. And in your busyness, you don't notice them. Every single time you walk into your living room or wherever you have your lights and your tree, you'll walk in there. You don't see it every single time because of your busyness, and you don't even realize that they are there. And many of you, you have that wonderful tradition where we say on a certain night of the week, we're going to drive around, get some hot chocolate, and we're going to ride around and just look at the lights. And what you're doing, church, is you're being purposeful. You want to focus on that. You want to see it. You want to experience it. And you want it to bring you joy. You stop what you're doing, and you focus on what is around you and what brings you some happiness and some peace during this time of year. You see the lights and the decorations, what they do is they stir something up in us. It has an effect on you. It kind of seems like for, for a minute, your, your, your problems, they, they go away for that minute because you're focusing, you're, 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 you're creating a moment. And you sit there and you start remembering those wonderful Christmas past, don't you? For those of you who have grown children, you remember when they were little. You remember the things that happened in your family. You remember and you focus and you reflect and see the lights. They have that effect on us, but only when we pay attention. So tonight, I want you to think about something. 
Somebody's paying attention. I want you to think about something. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention to God? Are you paying attention to his presence tonight? See, John offers us something in the book of the Bible that he wrote, and it's nothing naive at all, church. And in John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, it says this. It says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. See, John sees the darkness. He says the darkness has not understood it. The darkness has not understood it. See, the darkness of evil church never has and never will overcome or extinguish God's light or his purposes. But you've got to see it. You've got to pay attention to it. See, John recognized that darkness in the world, but John sees what is equally true, church. Darkness can and has been enlightened. Jesus Christ, he is the creator of life, and his life brings light to each and every one of us. And so during this Christmas season, you know, children can change everything. I've been on both ends of the stick. They can make it wild, but they also can make you long for yesterday when they're gone. Children change the dynamics of everything. See, we see it again and again, and we're reminded of traditions. But I want you to think, imagine for one moment what it's going to be like for you tomorrow. You know, think about that. This service, as I told you, this is my favorite service of the year. I, I remember when my kids were little, I, I, I would be, after they got over Christmas crazy, you know what I'm talking about, as we settled them down and, and they calmed down and they would fall asleep in church and you're holding them and you're remembering, right? Man, I like this part. And as I sit here today, I, I remember when my boys were little, and tucking them in at night. I, I remember their excitement and that they, they, they couldn't sleep. And I just remember touching them and, and thinking about what the next day was going to be like. See, I want you to imagine Mary. When Mary touched the face of her newborn baby for the first time, I remember being in the hospital delivery room. I was not prepared, by the way. And I remember when, you know, you sit there and think, I had nine months to anticipate what this moment was going to be like. And, and I remember when the doctor handed me a son. I remember just being overwhelmed with emotions, just sobbing and crying. The doctor said to me, he goes, you're not happy? Did you want a different one? <laughs> but it's, it's that fact that being overwhelmed with that emotion of a, a brand new baby, 
and what it meant. So imagine Mary when she touched the face of her newborn baby for the first time. Think about it. She was touching, church, the very heart of God. That she was going to be responsible for raising the Son of God. Can you imagine what went into that for her? And so this is the night. This is the night that we celebrate where Mary touched her baby for the first time. This is the night that we celebrate when Jesus Christ, when he entered the world, I'm talking fully God and fully human. And we find that those who gather in his name, even us, church, here tonight, we fall into the embrace of that love. Listen, Christmas is a living promise that we're never alone. The living promise that we're never alone. This week, I was reminded that I went to a nursing home to visit a lady that we all love. And I felt bad for her because she was all alone. You know, you have those emotional moments. I'm thinking, what a terrible time and all that. It's never a good time. But when I talked to her for a moment asked her how she was doing. She said, I'm just praying. And she said, I feel God's presence here with me the whole time. And so tonight, church, I ask you, do you feel his presence? Christmas is a living promise that you and I are never alone. And tonight, I want you to take time. I want you to take time to, to, to look at the lights, but what I want you to take time more than anything is take time to look into the heart of God to fully experience his love like you never have before. Because this is a love that never stops shining. It never stops giving. And it never stops loving. So as we ask the praise team to come up here tonight, you know, we're all going to leave this service together. And we're going to go back. Some of us will go back to busyness because you're not quite ready. Some of us will, will maybe go back and, and just really not have anything else to do, and I hope that you go back reflective. But I want you to think about what tomorrow is going to bring for you. Those of you who have kids, it's going to be wild. Probably going to be early, too. But do you know what? I want you to understand God has given you a gift in those children. For those of you who took time to, to make sure your tree looked perfect this year, I mean, you're wrapping those presents. You want those presents to look perfect this year. I want to ask you what you're doing with the gift that God has given you and your children. Are you wanting to share a perfect Christmas with them? Well, let me tell you what that perfect Christmas is. That you teach them what it's about. It's not about those toys and clothes. It's the fact that the Savior was born. And that is why we celebrate. So tonight, I want you to realize you have the opportunity to experience the heart of God and his love, but are you open to receive it?
It was that silent night when the stars turned their gaze to marvel at the earth. When the heavens gathered breathless round a lowly stable. When a young mother wept tears of worship, falling on the baby in her arms. And the song of the earth arose in Bethlehem, soft as the tender beating of his heart. And all was calm, all was bright. Yet could this be the same God of Abraham, the conqueror of Israel, this baby? This fragile life. Is this child the one who burned his name in rapture across the gasping skies? Whose voice spoke the oceans into crashing rhythms? Who crafted the mountains into guardians of the firmament? Whose hand ignited the thirst of the deserts and the warring surge of the elemental hosts? Who breathed life from dust? Broke the oppressor's rule? scattered the chains of his people like sand and led them through the wilderness with a pillar of flame. Is this child the one whose presence billowed thunderous on Sinai's peak? Who surrounded Job with the roaring wind, stood defiant in the raging furnace, wrote judgment against tyrants and blazed on the lips of the prophets, scorching history's pages with the fury of his might? this be the same God who chose to come as the vulnerable king, setting his throne on straw and manger, drawing forth the tears of shepherds, receiving the gifts of wandering travelers, his fame unknown in this world. He is Jesus, the one who thunders through the heavens yet whispers to our hearts, who reigns victorious, yet bows to serve the broken. He is God in the fury, God in the silence. He holds this mystery balanced in his hands, holds our questions till they lose their need, until all we see is him.